Genesis Fuse Box, number 128, Jive Machine, and uh, you are cruising for a bruising. Yeah, you know, I get that a lot, especially at, like, bake sales and Tupperware parties, you know? Hello, friends. Welcome in uh, to this edition of Fusebox number 128, flamboyantly entitled Jive Machine, and I am your imperfect step to the wrong tune host, Mark Rosen, over there, cleverly disguised as someone who cares, the always affable (laughs) doctor of dials himself, Milt Keynes, everybody. Thank you kindly. With the power to cloud men's minds, who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The, the shadow, shadow do. do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? They, they never said anything about clouding women's minds, though. You know? What, what's up with that? Yeah, because you can't. Well, I always thought it was just because the shadow always goes after bad guys. You know, uh, speaking of the shadow, did you ever see the, uh, the film versions of those, like the uh, Shadow Strikes Back or uh, any of those? Uh, you know, no. I actually haven't. I Just just the radio shows, really. Well, man, you know, in several of the ones I watched uh, from the late 30s, they just took all that uh, mystical shit right out. Really? I mean, he, you know, he wasn't a guy who went to Tibet and learned all these uh, occult secrets and stuff. He was just a guy walking around in a dark suit. Were you uh, spending some time on uh, YouTube there? Huh? Maybe. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, that is funny, though, because uh, back before 1934 and, uh, you know, the Hayes Commission, that pre-code Hollywood era... That is, that is really something to see. I mean, uh, pretty saucy stuff, and sometimes uh, certainly about as anti-PC as you could get. Seriously. Uh, you'd think they'd be going over the top with all the occult stuff without the uh, constraints on them. Well, not in the two that I watched. <laughs> you watched two, did you? Yeah, I was waiting for the clothes to dry. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that character is controlled by uh, the nefarious uh, Condé Nast publishing conglomerate. It, it's kind of funny that those are up on YouTube. Um, Condé Nast's reputation for um, policing their holdings is like a, a, the Vulcan death grip, evidently. Quality was kind of crappy, though. Looks like it may have been a TV syndication package print. Oh, yeah, the uh, who cares how it looks, nobody watches this anyway package. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, for uh, TVs in the 1960s and 70s, that that just might have been fine, you know? But uh, these days, with uh, 117K monitors, yeah, why, we we need to see the tiny lice living on the eyebrows of our favorite stars, you know? Just like, yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Seriously, bro, our eyes aren't even that good. I know it. Have you seen some of those uh, those monitors, though? I mean, look, if your business is color grading films and material like that, then yes, absolutely. Go 55K or whatever. But for the guy in the man cave watching reruns of Mannix on an 8K screen, 
Well, you know, your buddies at Apple just put out what, uh, what, uh, the, the monitor costs like uh, $6,000 or something? Yeah, yeah, they did. But, but again, that's for a uh, section of this industry that does highly sophisticated rendering and uh, color timing and all that stuff. So, so sure. You know, and, and in their defense, not that they need me defending their actions. Surely don't. Stop calling me Shirley. The monitors that they're uh, that they're uh, competing with uh, out there are in the thirty-five to fifty thousand dollar range. Holy car! Yeah, and I mean, if you're Disney, that's just petty cash and move along. You know, I noticed you didn't take the plunge on that new Mac Pro. Oh my God! Don't get me started. Sorry. No, no, no. It's fine, man. I, you know, I, I have. It's no secret. I've been waiting uh, for years for them to uh, update the box that I'm I'm currently using. Um, I, I'm still using what they used to call the cheese grater Mac Pro, not the not the trash can one that came out in 2013. Uh, that one was a <laughs> huge fail for uh, users like me. No, I've been I've been uh, sort of uh, pining away silently in my lonely room for nearly 12 years, as uh, the one I'm using is an eight core. 2008 vintage, but it has been modified uh, here and there, which is why it's still running uh, spectacularly well. But, as we know, uh, Apple has changed the guts of the uh, operating system about a year or so back. And, uh, at least for me, that rendered many of the plugins I use uh, virtually useless. Uh, they... Uh, <laughs> They will not function in the in the updated uh, uh, variety without uh, the new fancy guts that's only uh, workable on machines of a certain vintage. And I think that cutoff these days is like 2012. It's technology, man. Have we ever had a power failure that, like, you know, lasted for two or three days? Well, there'd be rioting. People bursting into flames as they hurl themselves into oncoming traffic. Yeah, and a lot of those uh, electric cars, they wouldn't be running either. As uh, <laughs> they'd just be turning into very expensive paperweights. Um, well, well I'll, I'll say this. Personally, I've experienced that very thing you just described. It, and it didn't even take uh, two days. Try, try like five hours. And then... And then you start wondering how life could possibly have existed without all of our wired contraptions. See, I, I couldn't care less. For me, it would be an excuse to avoid basically all contact with anything. I'd be perfectly content, bro. And just savor the intermittent static in your head? Maybe. I mean, uh, just look at everybody these days, man. It's like there's going to be some kind of weird DNA thing in the next generation where their necks are permanently bent at a 45-degree angle, you know? Because people aren't looking up anymore. Well, well, my favorite one lately is uh, is watching, uh, like, two folks uh, text one another from across the table, and you know they're talking to each other. You could just open your mouth and speak, of course, but no, we'll we'll just we'll do it this way. And, uh, or watch a concert that they're at on their phone. Yeah, get off, off my, my lawn. lawn. Have we become those guys? Become. It sticks better than any other bandage. The show for everybody. 
but not everybody will like it. In, wigged out, logged on, to the wall, brain-wired, through windows of inner cyberspace, telemarketed on airwaves of high-tech no resolution, toastered in a microwaved oven, ears popped corn-wise, my electric eyes spin in sockets, juiced like a jingled julep, sucked through the jargon of video laser loser lips, played for a lackey by big no-name hucksters who think I have no will of my own. But if I pull the plug now, will self and soul reboot or just be deleted? From PR News in Washington, I'm exhausted, frustrated, and anxious to get PR's reports first. It's been seven days. Researchers say that I'm getting worse. Since long before South Carolina spun off from Virginia earlier today, researchers say in English, long-term percent 4.65 up to 4.11 percent. A new study suggests that this PR news is getting worse. Quote, PR news, there's something pretty insidious going on. Oh, a little squeak in there from the man of mystery himself, Fernande Nende Lemur, and uh, PR news. And uh, right before that piece, uh, something called Technoman, which came from an audiobook by Lawrence Overmeyer, called The One Idea That Saves the World. And that's a wonderful book, friends. Actually, a link to it will be in the show notes as well. You can check that out. It features uh, many, many familiar Fusebox voices in there, reading bits uh, like that one, uh, on a whole range of things pertaining to The One Idea. And uh, kind of speaks directly there to our technological jive these days. And uh, speaking of jive machines made flesh, there's this. The bulb that we're being forced to use, number one to me, most importantly, the light's no good. I always look orange. Hate to say it, man, but it ain't the bulb. You know, and I gotta say, just to give the guy as much benefit of doubt as I've got left for him, I conducted a very informal test around here just to see if uh, the orange guy was correct regarding LED bulbs and uh, any curious hue it might be creating in the subjects. and uh, Yeah, it's not happening. Well, I, I can't find it. E- even an orange looked, well, the same. Wasn't more orange or pink or black or anything. So no color alteration of any kind was found here. Not a Zip. Yeah, he always looks like he spent way too long in one of those cheap tanning booths. I can't figure it out. And Well, hell, even Eco and Milo, the uh, Japanese pocket squirrels, they couldn't find a difference at all. And uh, they, on the other hand, had done some exhaustive research. Let me tell you. Mm-mm. 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 M
Yeah, nothing. LED bulbs do not make us, or anything else, look orange. Or any other color in the known spectrum, for that matter. Hey. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe it's because he's secretly a giant mantis alien, and that's how you can tell if somebody is inhabited by one. Well, they turn orange when you put an LED bulb on them. (laughs) Well... You know, that's as reasonable as Orange Guy's idea that we need to do away with them. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're onto something, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so now what I need to do is get like really huge LED bulbs so I can like rig them up like a, I got a flatbed truck or something and just go riding through the neighborhoods looking for people that are alien inhabited. Kind of starting to sound like one of those Japanese kaiju films, though, you know? with all those little wonderfully detailed miniature tanks and trucks equipped with those radar dish-looking ray guns on the back end. (laughs) Oh, then, of course, giant rubber-suited lizard thing just squashes them all with its foot. Or or perhaps the casual tail swipe. have to wrangle up some volunteers for this mission, though, because uh, seems a bit ambitious to do all of that by myself. And time-consuming, to say the least. Perhaps a call to action on the uh, Book of Face is in order, Mr. Keynes. Yeah, 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 I gotta work this one out. Well, while uh, Milt works out the great LED bulb fiasco of 2019, we uh, do have this item of interest. Megan Mariah Barnes, 37, caused a two-vehicle crash last week because she was shaving her bikini line while driving. While Barnes' hands were busy, her ex-husband held on to the steering wheel from the back seat. So why was Barnes taking care of her hygiene while on the road, you ask? Well... She said she was meeting her boyfriend in Key West and wanted to be ready (laughs) for the visit, Trooper Gary Dunnick said. Barnes evidently wasn't even supposed to be on the road because she was convicted of DUI and driving with a suspended license just one day earlier. This time, she was charged with driving with a revoked license reckless driving, leaving the scene of a wreck with injuries, and driving with no insurance. (laughs) She faces a maximum of a year in jail. Maybe the court could recommend a good waxing joint. And so in the uh, strange currency department, uh there's this. A man caught a live alligator and brought it to a convenience store to try to trade it for a 12-pack of beer. (laughs) The clerk, evidently not keen to explain to the boss that uh, part of the day's profits consisted of a large, scaly reptile, called the police. They 
called the Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. The thirsty alligator trapper, Fernando Aguilera, had caught the four-foot-long alligator in a local park and brought it to the Santa Ana market. Wildlife officers later released the reptile unharmed. Instead of a beer, Aguilera received three citations for illegally catching and attempting to sell the gator. The charges are second-degree misdemeanors, uh, and each of them carrying a maximum penalty of six months in jail and a $500 fine. In 25 years of law enforcement, I have never come across an individual who purposely caught an alligator and tied it up, brought it to a convenience store, and tried to barter it for a 12-pack, said Fish and Wildlife Conservation Officer Jorge Pino. Yeah, but what about the gator, man? Shouldn't he at least get a PBR for his trouble? I mean, for Christ's sake. Well, you'd, you'd think it'd be common courtesy, right? Well, I don't know, man. It, 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 I, I can tell you this, that that gator will never frequent that convenience store again. Huh, I know I wouldn't. And uh, uh, last, but certainly at the end, is this tasty nugget. It's long been suspected, friends, that Taco Bell burritos could, in fact, be dangerous. Uh, But probably not like this. 36-year-old Eric Brown has been charged with assault for hitting a 16-year-old boy with a Mexican entree. The victim, Brown's brother-in-law, whose name was not disclosed, was reportedly arguing with his mother on February 14th and told her to bring him a burrito that had been picked up earlier in the day. Brown disliked the move and, quote, delivered the burrito to the teenager by flinging it in his face. According to reports, the boy wasn't injured, but did have burrito cheese, sauce, and meat all over his face, according to the news affiliate CBS Tampa Bay. Though it is not clear what type of burrito Brown served up, after being arrested, he threatened to, quote, take care of the boy once he was released from jail. According to the police report, the boy stated a fear of future violence from Brown. Brown was charged with battery and has since uh, been booked into the local county jail. Yes, and, uh, and, and rightly so, friends. A horrible, horrible food crime. So it's really no wonder, is it, why we endeavor endlessly to ask the eons-old question, What the fuck, Florida? Yeah, you know, I've heard those burritos can be pretty lethal. I think the chimichanga is listed as a deadly weapon in Altoona. (laughs) Meh. Ech. This is where I use my extraordinary skill. No. Ew. Hiya, Timmy. Say, why so glum, pal? Oh, hi, Uncle Carl. Gee whiz. What's a guy got to do to find cool merchandise these days, anyway? I've been searching online everywhere. And golly, all I can find is lots and lots of girl-on-girl porn, pictures of cats, and posts from losers who live in their parents' basement playing Pokemon Go. Whatever the fuck that is. But I can't find neato shirts or coffee mugs or anything. Gosh, I'm about to lose my shit. 
I really want to find a hip flask so I can sneak hooch into church like you, Uncle Carl. But I just can't find any. What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> well, Timmy, that sure is a dilly of a dilemma. But here, let me show you where to look. Gosh, look at all that swell merchandise. Wow. Thanks, Uncle Carl. Fuse box is the shit. It sure is, Timmy. It sure is. Thanks to Fusebox, Timmy can get himself a genuine Fusebox hip flask so he can get shit-faced in church just like Uncle Carl, who isn't really Timmy's uncle but is just a nice man who lives in his van down by the river. Find Fusebox hip flasks and other swell merchandise at thefuseboxshow.com. That's thefuseboxshow.com. Uncle Carl, I don't have a credit card. Now what'll I do? Why... That's easy, Timmy. Run in there and get your mother's purse. Yes, friends, and let me say, if you have not uh, visited the now nearly infamous Fusebox store, we invite you to do so, as uh, it has been wonderfully and, uh, may I say, elegantly, spiffed up and makes finding items of interest very easy to find now. Seriously, just go to the uh, Fusebox Facebook page and, you know, you can click the little Shop Now button or you uh, can just as easily go to the Fusebox homepage at thefuseboxshow.com and click on that handy Shopping tab and uh, you will be whisked safely away to the aforementioned place of wonder and amusement. And uh, we do so much appreciate your uh, patronage. And your money, too. Yes, and but also, uh, you uh, may have noticed that uh, we have uh, currently running a Name Milt's Drink Contest, friends. Yes, it's called... Yeah, and hurry up, because I'm getting real thirsty over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there, there is a, uh, there is a uh, video promo called Name That Drank. And uh, it's running uh, right now on the Book of Face uh, Fusebox page, as well as the uh, OnSug Facebook page, should you frequent that. And uh, hell, it's, it's even on the Fusebox website under the tab New News. Links to all of this stuff is in uh, the show notes, of course, but... Uh, oh man, we're just lousy with coverage. <laughs> yes, we can. And so, uh, the idea here is uh, to name Milt's disgusting drink concoction. And, hey. and uh, the winner will be selected on uh, October 9th and will win a fabulous Fusebox church flask from the uh, store, just like the one in the video there. So, uh, go ahead, check it out for crying out loud and uh, send those names to uh, Milt at uh, thefuseboxshow.com and uh, maybe you will be the uh, lucky loser. Uh, winner! Lucky winner! Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And with that, we will take our uh, recent drafts of uh, completely fake news and a prize collection of soiled napkins and uh, scurry back down the rusty drain pipe, but not before thanking our contributors this edition of Fusebox. Nico Lane, Fernande Nende Lee Murr, Eric Newsom, Lawrence Overmeyer, and Jeff Pollard for helping to make this episode possible 
Thanks also to the uh, man behind the meters, the most jiveless guy I know, Milk Keynes, for technical assistance and such. It's been a pure slice. And as always, friends, thanks to you for uh, pushing play on this edition of Fusebox. And uh, if we may uh, beg your indulgence one squeak further, please hit like and or subscribe and the five stars and all that good stuff that we have to do these days uh, for this uh, humble program because it does really, truly help the effort here, friends. Seriously. And I have been your resting on somebody else's laurels post Mark Rose saying until our next cartoon.